Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and your dungeon master for another thrilling D&D adventure. Joining me here today, we have... Daniel, playing Chad Fleet. Hey, Hall, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. Waffle, playing Tarajak. Right. So, uh, before we dive back into it, we have two fan letters. Two. Six. I tell you. Exciting. What madness. What madness is this? My cup runneth over. Yeah, it's been ages since we've had more than one fan letter at a time. And I am already having to go dig through my notes because I have forgotten exactly what, just from skimming this first one. Um, Goodness gracious. Okay, so I will start reading the letter while I am digging for this. Uh, This is from Patches again. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Uh oh. Yes. <laughs> Patches. Uh, I would say fan favorite, but that's kind of the reverse of what <laughs> is player this, favorite. Yeah, player yeah. favorite. I player suppose. Favorite? Um. Letter reads. Patches here. This one is mostly for Joe because I need some clarification. Uh-oh. In episode 37, we are introduced to Basil and Ivy. I apparently missed Basil's description because up until around episode 70-ish, I assumed Basil was a gnome and his wife Ivy was an elf. <laughs> In one of the more recent episodes, Terjux or Leyland referred to them as both being elves, and I was very confused. Outraged at this clear failure on one of their ends, I went back and listened to episode 37 where we are introduced to Basil. It's here that you describe Basil as a portly man and not an elf, so now I'm even more confused. Is Basil a gnome, elf, or human? Or is he a shapeshifter and casting a spell on the party to make them forget? Is Basil the main villain cleverly disguised as a wolf in sheep's clothing? Three exclamation points. Does Ivy even exist, or is that another illusion cast on his part? Have I just stumbled upon the Alchemist Club ending and leaked it to everyone? Oh my <laughs> god! Does Basil well, need about tree fitting? <laughs> 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 Holy Shit. My Patches, God, the one wide open. Don't do that again. No. Oh my God. I, my eyes have been opened. Think... Uh, so Joe, what are you gonna do now that the dramatic twist of Alchemist? Well, I've just do? deleted. Schedule. I've just deleted about thirty pages of notes. We're gonna have to start fresh here. I'm gonna have to rework my backstory because now the uh, suspicious man who smells of sap that. Uh, you came to me when I was seven years old. We got to throw that whole thing out the window. Yeah, it's you know, it's just it's a mess here. It's a mess here <laughs> over at Alchemist Club HQ. My underlings are currently running around throwing sheets of paper into fires, and this is going to our stock prices. Yeah, think about what this will do to our Patreon. I'm so confused. Uh, and our what, new what underlings? Hang on. So, okay. Um. I don't remember referring to Basil and Ivy as elves. I had always assumed they were both human. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, and like, I don't remember which episode I referred to them as elves in, but. Um, well, he does say Terjax or Leolin, referring to, so oh. it could have just been Matt. Yeah, yeah, I might have done it. I like. To me, it was always kind of the like the fun. Like, ah, uh, ha, ha, it's just two everyday humans who are botanists, the most ordinary of professions. <laughs> <laughs> and they're out here on this fucking nuclear submarine tree. I don't mean that as shade to you, Joe. Botany <laughs> is great. I just mean that it's like, 
it's like a mundane practice in a world with dragons. Um, yes, Basil and Ivy are humans. So and they're great. That's yeah. I like to think so. I think they're they're the heart of the ship. They really are the heart of the ship. They are what keep us from spiraling into darkness. It's <laughs> true. They they do prevent us from murder hoboing because they're just like, what are you doing? And, and we just feel bad. <laughs> they and they're just so nice when you yeah. repeatedly break all of their possessions. <laughs> we break yeah, all yeah, their like stuff. we don't even mean to. It just happens, and huh. we feel really awful about it. It's always beyond our control, but I always feel bad. Is it always beyond your control? Because I feel like flipping the tree ship upside yeah, down. Yeah, Juxium hammers, Brineswell maneuvers. Most... That was the Brineswell maneuver. I did not. I was not responsible for that one. So what what most we gleaned here is is we are very thankful as part as party members for Basil and Ivy's patience and appreciate them for. Uh, always being our moral touchstone. And if yeah. it turned out that Basil is evil and Ivy was an illusion all along, it would break my heart. And yeah. that would, it would destroy me. It would. Yeah, what if, I would what like if they're to point it? out also that Basil is a divination expert and not an illusionist. Yes. So we think. They could probably wreck us too. But could not a divination expert divine a method to create a perfect illusion no he's an illusionist and he's making us think no, he's no, no, a but divinist it's like it's like a probability wizard they can just be like what are the odds that i throw this random handful of dust and it creates a master level illusion spell 100 percent. like nil what <laughs> um i will say okay here here's i'm gonna lay this out if basil ends up being the true final villain, the big bad evil guy at the end of the, the campaign. The big bad evil guy. Yeah. It will be because he finally lost patience with the party. Yeah, okay. we broke one yeah. too many plates, and he just he stood up, he grabbed his gun, and he's like, you know what? Oh, <laughs> guys. Okay, guys. We're new new mission. While we're here, we need to buy them new china. While we're in, uh, there we go. The Donkill Homeworld. Dwarven yeah. porcelain. And yeah. never, never let anything oh, happen to their garden. Yes. Well, yeah. The, the I have, garden... I'm, most of my thing is going to be spent buying a Fall Rock a wedding present today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I did receive that reminder last week. I set a reminder on my smart device. Alexa. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it doesn't okay. work. I have my headphones in. <laughs> But congratulations to all of our listeners who have the uh, the faceless woman living in their home. <laughs> all right. Uh, did anybody who is familiar with Night Vale? Do you? I really appreciate the irony that we now do have a faceless old woman who openly lives in our house. Yeah. And no, it's great. All they things should, will come to pass. They should get Mara Wilson to do an Alexa oh voice. Oh my god, I would love that. That would be perfect. <laughs> that would make me use a home assistant, is if I could hear her every day. Yes. Anyway, we have another letter here. Um, from our, uh, our Platinum Patreon member, Kenny, who says, Greetings, Merry Club members, and definitely not a Lich Joe. Uh platinum patreon member kenny here with some festive holiday questions 
What is the group's movie of choice when Halloween and Christmas come around? I like John Carpenter's The Thing and A Nightmare Before Christmas is my choices, respectively. Keep up the good work. Okay, first of all, I'm going to lay this down right now. A Nightmare Before Christmas, that's cheating. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Oh, I mean, it's Hocus Pocus. It's not even close. If I had to pick, I, I am not a big Halloween person or overly a fan of like scary movies but if i had to pick one it would absolutely yeah. be hocus pocus not even close not even close that I, movie um... is surprisingly um mature it is i'll be like, honest what is... i know that i have seen it i could not tell you anything about it zachary i i was not a disney person i was not a disney channel child this is correctable it it will be corrected eventually, but not not in the immediate future. We have a podcast to do and other oh, other man. questions to answer. The other, the other one I, I liked was the Ernest Halloween special movie. Ernest Scared Stupid. Do you guys remember that? With the no. troll in it with three noses? No. I, I don't think no. I saw a full okay. Ernest film. Uh, Christopher, I, but I could not tell you if you are making that up or not. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But Hocus Pocus, there was a scene where the like the main boy's uh, younger sister, she's like nine or ten, is like teasing him because he likes or may like a girl, and and she he's like she's referring to her brother like dreaming about her yabos, and the number of times they said huh. yabos, I was like, are they are they did they make this word up for teenage? You know, like, what, what? What is going on with this movie? No, it's, like, it's the, like the slang, mom, you know? the mom dressed up, but it, it was a Disney, you know, children's movie. Well, yeah, they couldn't say honkers. <laughs> but then the mom, the mom dresses up as Madonna and has like the the cone breast outfit. It's... They couldn't say humongalongalos. Like, <laughs> thank you. All right, we're I, we're this is diverging. We're going to go back to Kenny's question, which is favorite Halloween and Christmas movies. Personally, for me, Hocus Pocus for Halloween, Christmas. That's a much tougher thing for me to do because there's a lot of really good ones. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a toss up between the year without a Santa Claus. And, I mean, it's hard to beat Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The, like, the claymation. Oh, going yeah. to the classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Oh, the, the Yeti always scared me as a child. Same. <laughs> He's a bumble. Like, actually scared me. I watched the stupid Tim Allen movie way too many times. Santa Claus. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was about to say the Tim that Allen was... Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah, that was common in our home as well. Uh, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown for Halloween. And right. um, I'm going to have to go with Christmas Vacation for yep. Christmas. Yep. Yeah. I'll second that. I, we watch it multiple times every year and can't not go Christmas without it. So I, I can't not smile when Eddie is standing out in the street <laughs> emptying their van septic tank. Shitter's full! Yeah. 
I think uh, Halloween is usually the time when I do my yearly rewatch of Over the Garden Wall. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, okay. Technically not um, a movie, but I will give it to you because it's very yeah. high quality. I watch it yeah. all in one sitting, so it becomes a movie. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for like you said, Christmas is a lot harder because there's a lot of good ones. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a classic. Um, big fan of the original animated Grinch. That's also oh, yeah. an excellent choice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that everybody? Um, who, who are we missing? Zach, go. For Halloween, I honestly, my family's never been big on Halloween movies. Does does the original uh, live action Scooby Doo count? Yes. Yeah, I'll yeah. Okay. that. All right, so th- that's probably that one. Uh, for Christmas, we're we're those people that don't realize that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. It's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie. Um, and so we watch it at Christmas. So. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. No, no, it's not. no, it's a goddamn it's, Bruce Willis. It's movie. not a Christmas yeah. movie. It's an action. It, it gives gifts to the terrorists. It, Bruce it Willis takes... literally has answered this question himself. Well, and that is his I, answer. I am aware the council has made a decision. <laughs> given that it's a stupid ass one, I've elected to ignore it. I'm appealing. <laughs> yeah. Are we look? This is not. Uh-huh. If we let this conversation continue, it will split up the Alchemist Club, yeah. and it'll <laughs> we'll start talking about what defines a sandwich. Uh, oh no, we're oh, definitely okay. not move going on. There. Move yep. on. Yeah, yeah. The Earth. That way lies madness. The Earth is a ravioli. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Especially once the hatchling comes back. Yeah. and on that bombshell it's time to end our section yeah so uh, there's the fan mail for letters um thank you for your questions and uh hopefully you enjoy the answers who wants to do a recap of what happened last time we have begun the donkill arc we have finally (laughs) we're here we're, we we're dropped off the... some prisoners, we dropped off some iconoclasts, and we have arrived at last at the so-called volcano. That is, and the Donkill land is being held by chains, right? Yes. Like, separated from the yep. actual continent? Because when they got exiled, the terms of their exile was that uh, the Donkill clan was not, uh, not welcome in any lands that the Adamantine king could reach. So they literally took their mountain volcano home of Dangaea, or Dangaea, whatever. Dangaea. Uh, I forgot how I spelled it the first time when I when I said it to you. <laughs> uh, but they took their volcano homeland and said, all right, cool. Uh, you can't reach us if we separate from the continent. So they did. And now it, it's held to the continent by two gigantic chains. Yep. They also have and a lot of they do have a lava moat. They have all the classic uh, volcano headquarters uh, tropes. They've got the big bridge going across the moat. Very impressive. Uh, What's the Donkill theme song sound like? <laughs> that's a question I'm not prepared for. An exasperated sigh. <laughs> <laughs> a long suffering groan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was thinking the theme of uh, Bowser's level in Super Mario 64. That's a bit ominous. Yeah, so yeah but they're on a volcano. Uh, row, row, fight the power. Okay, maybe the <laughs> the, the Goron's uh, theme from the orchestral version uh, 
It sounds very productive. It's not bad. Yeah. Like dwarves. But uh, yeah. Industrious. I, I have to tell everyone that it took me a lot of willpower to to not go, man, what a downkill move when Joe is explaining why the uh, volcano is separate from the rest of the It really the is, though. Oh, yeah. my God. All right. If I am if I am suspiciously silent at any point in these next few things, it's because I'm smiling really, really hard, and I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah, we met with the head of the guard, and we explained that we're here to offer gainful employment to the Donk Hills. Also, we wanted to just stop, stop in and be like, yo, what's up? Um, and... We... Maybe see if one of some of them want to, you know, yeah, fuck up employment. the, yeah. And uh, so now we're in like a waiting room. Uh, we were cordially invited to go explore the mercantile district, and we're trying to set up a meeting with the, uh, not not the king, but I guess it would be like the duke, the duke or yes. whoever the lord of, of the, uh, the mountain. The mini mountain home is the real and mountain home. Sell some sapphires. Yeah, sell and... the rest of our sapphires. Yeah, especially the weird sapphires that like look suspiciously like they came from a dragon. Yeah, like scales. <laughs> yeah, and uh, pick up some wedding presents. Ugh. <laughs> and pick up some wedding presents. Which now you guys know that you have to have spend a minimum of seventy five gold on a wedding <laughs> present. You're not allowed in the reception. That's not true. That's very much not true. That's that's not how that's... dwarven weddings work. Hang on, have you all figured out what's going to be on the menu yet? No! I Desmond, have fish. you figured out what's going to be on the menu yet? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> Limestone with a, with a lemon <laughs> Oh, boy. Look, um, we're going to have stone-fired pizzas. Oh, my God. <laughs> Desmond's, Desmond Brineswell's Dwarvish Catering Company, Rock and Rolls. Ah, <laughs> god damn it that was very good oh, that's really good oh it's so good all right um so yeah uh so is the captain of the guard still here has he you uh... as i recall the last thing that happened was he sort of released you from custody and you were uh-huh. looking out over the merchant district of diangea yeah um well i gesture to Falrock and I say um, I know you haven't been here in a very very long time but is there anyone we need to go talk to or check up on or are we just going to disperse and cause havoc I preferably not the last part of that well uh, we'll try I don't know I mean I guess we should see if they're in the market for some sapphires Yeah. Um, but, uh, but so here's my thinking is those sapphires are probably hella magic right because I mean, from a super magical. I thought we had them. Didn't we have them checked out at one point? Yeah. This is definitely sure a conversation we've had before. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure they're anyway, inert, but yeah. yeah. Um, I'll take someone back to the ship, and we'll go fetch a wheelbarrow full of sapphires. I'll do that. All right, and then can we get, um, can we get me a portable hole while we're at it? <laughs> that's on you. They have one for sale. Well, I'll I'll give it its weight in sapphires. Portable holes don't weigh a whole lot, Christopher. Kind of the other thing. Yeah, uh, Leyland and I go do that after we get directions to like 
a large jeweler's shop, I would think, or maybe like a start with a magical reagent store. Or I'm sure as we yeah. as soon as we start wheeling that down the road, they yeah. will come to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we do that. Okay, you go and grab a wheelbarrow full of sapphires, and you trundle them uh, down sort of the main thoroughfare looking for the jewel jewelers guild essentially yeah and after you know like three minutes tops somebody <laughs> stops you and asks you where you're going with the wheelbarrow full of sapphires <laughs> and I, I i gesture and i go we gotta sell these sapphires we gotta get them out of here these dragon sapphires magical dragon sapphires from faraway lands the, Perhaps you know somebody who needs to buy dragon sapphires. The dwarf <laughs> takes a step back from you and points to the uh, the jeweler's guild hall. Much obliged, my good man. And he and, uh, leaves. Yeah. Um, and you arrive, and the jeweler's guild hall is quite large, um, and seems to have several satellite buildings. Yep. attached to it um i grab a like a a sapphire scale like a, a hefty one uh-huh. and i uh turn to Layla and i say keep the engine running and then <laughs> i uh i go inside ding oh next ding <laughs> uh it's the scene inside is um it's kind of reminiscent of like gringotts from the first Harry Potter movie where there's long benches on either side of a sort of large hall and there are dwarves seated at these benches and they're inspecting gemstones of various sizes, cuts and colors through uh-huh. uh, it! I've forgotten what they're called again. This happens to me every time I try to think of it. I'm going to get there. The eyepiece thing. I'm going to yeah. get there. Jewelers eyepiece. It's Falrock loop, with us? A jeweler's loop. I got there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there. Hooray. Thank you. Falrock, are you with us? Yeah, I figured that I I should be around. Yeah. Uh, before the, you go... The that we'll probably get ripped off unless we have a dwarf in negotiations. Before you go, Falrock has to answer my, my survey. <laughs> no, I don't. No, God. I, before you what? leave, I, I like, use prestidigitation to get your measurements, and I ask you... <laughs> Uh, how many horns do you want on your wedding helmet? Ooh. <laughs> I don't... One, two, or three. three There's no luck. wedding helmet. <laughs> how many How many horns? It, it's not a... You can't skip it. <laughs> There's no wedding helmet. Okay, three. Um, do you want... Um, do you want pants or a battle skirt? Pants? Oh, a, traditionalist. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how assless do you want the assless chaps to be? Under <laughs> <laughs> the pants. Below, right. Right. Hang on, hang on. What, what, what is the actual scale, then? It, it, which is less assless? I want the least assless chaps All right, so count. It's a blacksmith. We got there. <laughs> and then uh, Warhammer or Battle Axe? I mean, I've already got a hammer. And I hold battle. up my hammer. Battle, battle warhammer. 
Warhammer would be... Or a war pick or suitable. something like that. But I, I've got a, the Warhammer that I have, the plus one Warhammer mm. that we picked up is old Donkil. From... Yeah, Desmond, we, like, we can't go adding war picks into a Dwarven ceremony. you got to think about who we're inviting to this thing. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay. Then I take your Warhammer, and I run off with it. I need Desmond. I need that. All right, never mind. I'm chasing Desmond. This is no, Farlock. We need you here. I ran off with my hammer. He'll... Where's he gonna go? It's just Desmond. It, that's my point. It's just Desmond. They say about the man who literally sold his own memories for a boat. <laughs> it's a ship. I'm sorry. You're correct. It is it's a ship. A damn good one. Um. Falrock, he's not going anywhere. We're on an island. He's gonna, he's gonna do something to it, and I don't want him to do anything to he's, it. He's just gonna go get it polished. He's gonna I get don't, it buffed. I, I can polish it myself. Buffed for the day. <laughs> while while Terajex is distracting you, Desmond has vanished into which. Okay, admittedly, yeah. he's not hard to spot because he's <laughs> yeah. blue. He's blue he's tall and, and blue. two feet taller than everybody else around him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um anyways Falrock, let's go inside <laughs> and I, i'm steering him towards the jewelers all right i go inside the jewelers you go inside the jewelers and the scene is as i have previously described there yep. is a bench sort of at the far end of the hall there are doors behind it at this bench you're seated three dwarves who are engaged in paperwork rather than inspecting jewels uh, do they have like a like a customer facing line, or are there any other customers in here? There aren't any customers in here. All right, Falrock, are you? Would you like to do the honors, or shall I? Uh, I just I go to the the least busy looking one of them, and I'm like, "Hello, uh, we have some sapphires. We're not from here. We're looking to sell them. Who do I need to speak to?" Uh, we talking bulk or bulk? Yes. Yeah. How how large <laughs> of a of a bulk are we are we talking about here? Because we there, you know, you could sell individual sapphires to individual jewelers. The guild probably interested in larger bulk deals. We're we're definitely interested in selling the bulk to the guild because we we've had the bulk for quite a while. Uh, it it's somewhere around two thousand of them, I believe. He the okay. loop falls out of his eye as his I, eyes widen. Um, I I clear my throat in a posh manner. At at some point, when you glanced away and glanced back, uh, Tarjesh Heiko has assumed the role of a butler, <laughs> and um, I'm standing there, you know, with my uh, you know Mater D cloth draped over one arm, but instead of like a plate, it's got a sapphire on it, oh and I I'm scribbling on a little pad and I rip it off with a little zing. And I hold it out to uh, uh, Master Donkill, and it has the uh, the dimensions and the estimates of the you know sapphire uh, hold on it. And I go, "Very good, sir." Uh huh. I I take the paper. Perhaps it would also behoove us to inform the appraiser of the sapphire's unique origin, good sir. 
Okay, the, yes. The the sapphires did come from a dragon made entirely of sapphires a that drake. we killed. It was a drake. It was a drake made of sapphire. <laughs> a drake made of sapphires. We're that, selling. That we <laughs> the jeweler's like, it was a drake, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't look like a dragon sapphire. It looks more like a drake. Tell. <laughs> oh, a drake sapphire. Well, those are worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Put them with the others, and it's just like a mountain of. <laughs> He opens the drawer, and there's just, like, every kind of gem imaginable from various drakes. Yep. <sighs> Mindstone, Infinity Stone, Infinity yep. Stone, etc. He's using his paperweights. Exactly. <laughs> Alright. Uh, he takes the sapphire, which is, yeah, about the size of a dinner plate, and picks up a spare loop and puts it in his eye and, uh examines it says this is fairly high quality interesting properties i probably not qualified to make the sale but i can take you to meet the guildmaster very good sir i i'm using every fiber of my being to not turn around and slap your arm down (laughs) (laughs) and he hops off of his seat and gestures for you to follow um so am i just sitting outside of this place with the the rest of them and the I told wheelbarrow you to keep the of sapphires <laughs> <laughs> there is a small crowd of dwarves that is like condensing around you as they're they're very clearly curious about this elf who has wandered right. into diangea with a, a cart full of sapphires oh <laughs> I I go I say, say to the dwarf that's leading us. I say to the dwarf that's leading us. Actually, we we've got our compatriot with quite a bit of them out here, so we can give a more uh, a larger sample size of the the quality we're working with. Uh, I'm gonna go get him if that's all right, and I go out and get Lamb. <laughs> splendid idea, sir. So he doesn't get mobbed. Um. Yeah. You you acquire Lael and and bring him further in. Um. Chad, what are you up to? I'm going about the city uh, looking for any kind of sport game. He's looking for any kind of, you know, entertainment. Um, so there is a smithing competition on. You you see some... Well, actually, do you read Dwarvish? No. Okay. Uh, you see some brightly colored posters and banners that have, like, an anvil and hammer and togs on them. And arrows and a lot of you know dwarvish script and if you follow them you you find yourself at the Diangea uh annual smithing quarterfinals oh well it's a shame <laughs> i didn't follow that because i didn't know what the poster meant so fair enough i'm just wandering around okay uh you are attracting a lot of attention yourself being an aracocra in the ancestral donkel oh, no. home um a lot of people staring at you. A lot of hushed whispers as you go by. Um, several dwarven children, you know, Mommy, what's that? <laughs> what's the matter? You never seen a druid before? No. What's a <laughs> druid? <laughs> uh, somebody who's very in tune with nature. What's your, what, hey, hey. Is it is it a boy or a girl? Is it a group of kids? It's a group of children. You can't tell uh, they have beards. Yeah, I know. 
I'm asking for Joe's help here. Um, uh, what's what's everybody's favorite animal? Uh, the answer <laughs> is unanimously the naked mole rat. Oh, oh no! Oh how, no! These how poor children. Naked mole rats. Uh, not very large. Like the, the, like your typical like earthly naked mole yeah. rat, or these like larger you typical know... naked earthly roll mat. Okay. I butchered that sentence. So we're gonna move right past it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Completely understood. Um, Don't worry about it. Well, uh, boys, girls, gather around. Um, how would you guys like to see some naked mole rats? Then? And then you summon sixty-four of them. <laughs> I summon one, you know, for each child. I'm assuming they're like challenge rating nothing, yeah. so that wouldn't be an issue. Absolutely. And uh, and concentrate on it for a little while. And I say, have have fun, guys. Don't um don't don't be uh, too shy with these guys. They're friendly and they'll they'll play with you. Aww, how sweet. Uh, the and then I keep walking about the town. Crowd of children is absolutely delighted. <clears throat> uh, Desmond. Yes. What are you doing right now? Um. I'm running to the enchanter's office. Okay. I'm assuming that's how that works. I want to add an enchantment to this Warhammer. Uh, so, the... Yeah, the enchantment guild, if you stop and ask for directions, you are quickly pointed in the right direction. You are, again... Uh, you are actually stopped by guards on several occasions because you ran off with a Warhammer and they you're... Like a tall person, they think you stole it. Um, oh no, no, no! I just borrowed this warhammer. It's a wedding present. They, uh, you know what? Make a persuasion check for me. I got a sixteen. Or actually, my charisma is higher than that. It's Eighteen. Uh, so they, they sort of nod because you seem like a very, you know, genuine. Show him a wedding planner. Yeah. Fine, right? Oh. He's geez. got the evidence right there. He does. <laughs> and they uh they sort of point you towards the the Enchanters Guild. Cool. It's a very yeah, fancy looking building, uh sort of ornate. There are a lot of runes etched into the window frames and uh door frames. Okay. I go up and wait my turn in line and I throw this thing down on the table and I'm like I need this enchanted for my best buddy Falrock the bespectacled dwarf uh, behind the counter sort of blinks up at you and says what kind of enchantment would you like what you what you got what's your most what's your most dwarf enchantment what's your most popular enchantment <laughs> oh my god <laughs> He blinks again and says, usually these things are sort of infused into the item as it's created. They tend to be rather bespoke. Well, I need I need to, to have this enchant enchanted to bring out its true name. And I whisper the true name of the Warhammer into his ear. Now hold on oh, a second. Oh god. Oh dear god, no. What? What is the true name that you whisper into this dwarf's ear? Purse. I'm sorry, what? Purse. Purse. Oh. 
I think we lost Zach. I don't know if that's going to be picked up or not. Don't worry, I'm still laughing. If it picks up any of it, then we're good. The dwarf has... He just, like, stares at you blankly and says, How about a nice fire enchantment instead? No. A what? Fire. No fire. Fire would work, but it need but the specific runes in order to give it fire need to spell out its name. We can also add an inscription for free. How's that? <laughs> you know what? I'm losing money if I don't do this. So, <laughs> yes, I'm totally fine with that. Okay. <laughs> that will come to 1500 gold pieces, sir. Holy that's not that that's, bad. That's actually pretty cheap, yeah. Yeah, holy shit. How much, is, how much are platinum pieces worth? Ten gold? Ten, Ten. gold. Alright, so I, I throw 100 platinum pieces and 500 gold pieces on the thing. Okay. Uh, he kind of scoops the money into a bag and hefts the battle axe and um, he says, thank you kindly. Uh, your order has been added to the queue. It should be ready in two to three days. And I get a receipt. You get a receipt, yes. I put it in my book, and I walk out happily whistling a, a tune. Excellent. <laughs> Going back... The worst. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the uh, least silly trio? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, the, two, the two serious men and the butler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Very good. Uh, you are led down a, a narrow hallway to an office <clears throat> the door is knocked upon uh, an invitation enters received you are brought into the office which is rather tightly crammed there's a lot of um, metal thin metal plates that are kind of chiseled with dwarven runes which at a guess probably you know records paperwork um turns out paper not a very good media for data storage when you live in a volcano mm-hmm. so uh yeah i could see that there's a, a sort of grim countenanced dwarf uh who has a jeweler's eyepiece a loop kind of permanently affixed to one eye um it's it's very much like um the penguin in the Arkham Asylum games. Is that right? Did he? Uh, am I thinking of the right penguin? One moment. <laughs> but I, I, these things have to be correct. Yes. Thanks. So. Yeah, I think that was the one where he had like a glass bottle stuck around his eye, so it looked like a monocle. Anyway, it's it's like this. This jeweler's loop has been surgically affixed to this dwarf's face. Essentially. Uh, and he looks up from his paperwork and says, What do you need? And your your dwarven uh, guide indicates you and says, These uh, people have brought a lot of... He turns... Uh, he pauses for a moment and looks at you and says, Drake Sapphires? sapphires that they very good sir wish to sell to us they say they have 
approximately 2,000 of them. I've checked out one of them. They seem to be of pretty high quality. We would certainly be able to get an edge over the Sapphire Duchy. He trails off meaningfully. Um, and the other dwarf holds out his hand. So, I present the dinner plate. Uh, he holds it up, looks at the size, kind of hefts it a couple times, examines it through the loop. As far as you can tell. Um, he says, and you've got a lot of these, you say. Yes, sir. Quite. Where did you obtain them, exactly? He killed well, the drake which they were attached to? Yes, a drake from one of the elemental planes came up and attacked an Aerocochran Airy. We fought it, killed it, and now we have more sapphires than we know what to do with. I don't... If I need to make a persuasion check, I can. That, yeah, seems reasonable, because that's a lot of words that uh -huh. he doesn't really care about. Can I uh, can I assist with a uh, a dry recounting of Sir's great heroism? Sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, please no. <laughs> don't don't embarrass us with the ship maneuver. The Jack no no no. I, I'm I'm going to be very poetic about it. I just explain okay. that uh, the skies did shake and thunder, and the great beast set upon us with a, a rage not seen in these parts for a century. The battle was fierce and its death uh, merciful. Uh, and I have a 16 on persuasion. <clears throat> he uh, he listens to you and he says, you know what, I don't really care too much as long as you didn't steal these from the Sapphire Duchy. Actually, I Absolutely think I have video not. footage, don't I? Wouldn't you be able to tell by looking at them that like the outside is worn by weather and that the inside that was attached to the drake should be preserved like shouldn't they be kind of like well two-sided I mean, in a sense the ex the sapphires are a pretty hard material so they don't i mean they don't they're not as hard as diamonds no but they're pretty they're like close a, i mean diamonds are a 10 sapphires are an eight or a nine yeah yeah i, I don't know what the what weathering on a sapphire looks like but um they, yeah, they'd be like chipped and stuff because they do I mean, have. It was burrowing through the earth. <clears throat> they do have a lot of interesting properties and flaws. This was this was indicated, but um, this fellow doesn't seem to care over much where they came from or or how you got them, as <laughs> long as they are not, you know, from yeah. the Sapphire Duchy. As long as we're not trying yeah. to offer hot goods, right? Right. We yeah. definitely. Yeah. No. Did not steal them, so. Uh, he says, we'll take the lot. How much do you want for them? Uh, one million <laughs> gold pieces. Falrock would know, like, yeah, I, approximate price, right? Yeah. Can I make, like, a history or intelligence check of some kind? Check. Intelligence, check. yes. Okay. Uh, that's only 11. You'd guess that you probably have about 20,000 gold worth of sapphires still tucked away on Teliferous altogether. Oh, 25. We're looking for about 24,000. 
he the dwarf stands up um uh, he says do you have more with you than just this one yeah we've got the wheelbarrow out here uh and this is just the first of many we've got a hold full and i i gesture grandly you want, for you want to bring your people to unload them with us feel free he steps out into the hallway and starts rifling through your wheelbarrow inspecting different sizes and and cuts would it be called would they have cuts if they were probably not because that's worked and these are grown yeah yeah mm -hmm. well some of them would be cut by the impact of a tree ship yes yeah shattered (laughs) i guess would be more appropriate there's a a series of harumphs as he kind of sifts through them um and he turns back to you and says, 22. Okay. 22 is fine. Very good, sir. There's a, a narrowing of the one eye that you can see properly. <laughs> um, and he turns to the other dwarf and says, get them unloaded and properly sorted. And send a message to the treasurer and make sure that these people are properly uh, paid for their goods. And he goes back into his office and shuts the door. Okay, cool. So that's 4,400 gold per person? Right? Uh, yeah, 4,500. divided by 5? Yeah. Sure, that's math. 4,500. No, 4,400. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 4,400. Cool. I'll just add that back in. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the the dwarf that has been guiding you thus far brings you back out into the main hall. He whispers to one of the people sitting uh, sort of at the front of the desk doing the paperwork metalwork i guess um and a moment later somebody carts your wheelbarrow full of sapphires away and uh a team of four dwarves each with their own wheelbarrow uh sort of walk past you and out the guild hall presumably to your ship i hope yep. <laughs> I, I mean there's uh, not really we're escorting i'll, them. I'll go along yada, i'll go yada. along with them to make sure everything okay yeah, don't want to accidentally send the bees on him. Yeah, exactly. The dwarf then has a word with one of the other ones who are doing paperwork, and uh, a moment later um, receives a small strip of metal that has some runes etched into it. He takes it, and the two of you that are still there down to a separate room. Um, where this is exchanged for a different metal voucher uh, with instructions to take it to the first bank of onyx to be redeemed for currency of your of your choice. It's that okay. Awesome. Uh, we take the voucher and let's let's head on over. Let's get this figured out. It's. A very simple transaction. You find the first bank of onyx, which is very uh, impressive looking, uh, very 
very much like a like a Victorian sort of bank. Uh, you go in, and the voucher is easily redeemed for 22,000 gold pieces worth of your choice of currency. Electrum. They don't have Electrum. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, let's make it platinum pieces so it's easier for everyone to carry. Uh-huh. So you so receive just... 2,200 platinum pieces. Cool. And everybody gets 440 of them, and I... Put them into individual little wallet bags, I guess, pouches. Sure. So that I can hand them out to the gang as we regroup. So. Cool, cool. All right. And then I, as I hand Tarajux his, I'm like, and you can quit with the act. Very good, sir. Warrior <laughs> <laughs> to the gods. I'm gonna. Oh. All right. And I clap Falrock on the back and I say, we got some spending cash. <laughs> let's go let's go get turn on magic let let's go find desmond yes let's do that first we will go back to chet now still wandering i the mean city. i'm i'm still wandering the streets yeah you find a dwarvish petting zoo oh <laughs> is it please tell me it's more than just naked mole rats there, there are naked mole rats. There are also moles, um, badgers, several varieties of large insects that have had various oh. mandibles, etc., sort of restrained. Oh. What, what kind? Fire beetles, stag beetles, um, ooh, bombardiers, the usual suspects. Is there, is there a rhino beetle? There is a rhino beetle. Ooh. Perfect, perfect. I'm gonna. One day I'm I'm gonna become Heracross, and it's going to be glorious. Splendid. I'm I'm like I'm committing this this particular insect to memory. Excellent. Um, and you are now being followed by like a gaggle of dwarven children. Word has spread very <laughs> fast. Oh hmm. no. <laughs> Some of them still have naked mole rats. Some of them do not. They are. Oh no! Well, no. So these are sad that they don't have mole rats. These are these are dwarven children that were not part of the original group that you encountered. I know, yeah. I know. But now they want naked mole rats. They Everybody sure their do. Free naked mole rat. Which uh -huh. well, was going to happen? Ch children, um, all good things must come to an end. Uh, and I, I dismiss the, um, uh, Jesus Christ, I can't remember the name of the spell, Conjure Animals, yep. um, dismiss Conjure Animals, uh, and then, and then turn to the mall, raise my hands, but I will leave you all with this, um, oh and, What's it gonna I, be? yeah, I start, um, wild shaping, into um let's see oh, no it would be really cool i thought you were gonna Forget. bring down moonbeam on these children <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh god no i was just going to wild shape joe what's it gonna be um well first i'm going to cast uh stone shape on the ground in front of me to create a five-foot-tall 
um, with a with a five by five uh, area pedestal on top. Sure. Um, that was a little redundant, but uh, you know what I mean. Platform on top of the pedestal, mm-hmm. and then wild shape into a lion, and jump up on top of the pedestal. Okay. And uh, roar. You scare Ooh. a lot of animals at the petting zoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> but not the beetles. Not the beetles. Just they don't the, care. Just the meerkats. And the honey badger. I mean the honey badger also meerkats. No. <laughs> um, Excellent. But yes, uh, you you turn into a majestic lion and roar, and the children all gasp and and shriek and whoop with joy, like the ones that, from Lord of the Rings, where the dragon firework. Gandalf's, or not Gandalf, Bilbo's telling a story about the dragon, and all the kids are like, whoo! That's exactly what happens here. And then I leap off the pedestal, wild shape back into an Eric Cochran, and fly away. This provokes even more astonishment and joy, because flying (laughs) isn't, you know, very common among dwarves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chad's a legend now. Yeah. Um, you spot as you fly away uh, Falrock and Terrajux making their way through the city you see Leolin escorting uh, several dwarves with wheelbarrows full of sapphires ooh and I rub my hands together we're rich <laughs> and yeah, let's doing all right for ourselves. go to Desmond I'm on my way back to the tree ship with a big stupid smile and I'm whistling. <laughs> All right. You also run into Leyland escorting dwarves with wheelbarrows full of sapphires. How oh, do we, we trade all our rocks in for usable metal? You mean money? Yep. Yeah. I don't really <laughs> concern myself with that too much. I just, you know, want to buy stuff for my bros. That's working metal. And I, I just blink at Desmond after he says that. <laughs> Yep, I mean, Aquila gives me everything I need, so I just use my money to, to get stuff to help my friends. I give him a high five, and I go back to the ship. And the rest of you... Hey, where's the Warhammer? I just smile and go, it's a, it's a wedding present, don't worry about it. <laughs> and at this point, Falrock and Terrajux, you you meet up with Leyland. hey You see Desmond walking back towards the ship. I dash after him. <laughs> Uh-huh. I stroll casually. Desmond! Where's the yeah. hammer? Oh. Don't worry, I got a receipt. <laughs> <laughs> you got a receipt! <laughs> I'm getting it all nice and... and uh, getting you a little present for the wedding. It's, it's on me. It's my treat. I got a receipt. What if I need the hammer before the wedding, Desmond? Just use your giant rock fists and hit them real hard. He does have. A I don't there. have the gauntlets. Well, then um, I guess you. I guess you'll have to not pick any fights for two whole I, days. I um. I interlace my fingers and um. I my boots of flying are active, so I don't sidle up to Falrock. <laughs> I like Float. slide into frame. <laughs> um, Falrock, actually, I I'd like to talk to you for a moment about that if I could. Um. I was thinking while we are here and while we have uh, extra gold burning a hole in our pocket, the thing about magic items is they are 
expensive and they have a very specific purpose. I'm wondering if there's a way that we can requisition the creation of pure fuel for the tree ship. Where, like, imagine a magic item that doesn't have any useful properties. It's just magic. Like, what if we could create a battery? And maybe that would what? be a little bit cheaper than tire magic items. I think we're in the wrong place to make something like that, though, aren't we? Well, we can certainly ask. I mean, smiths here know how to enchant things. So we're basically asking them, can you enchant this with nothing? <laughs> the <laughs> strongest, most inert enchant you have. Hey, I'm, I'm confused, like, what you're trying... So you're just I trying to get create... something that we can automatically upgrade the ship whenever uh, yeah i want to i want to create cheap mythol fuel yeah. yeah and i know he, like he wants a gyarados level of enchantment on a magic carp yeah well no i'm just like if we threw um like if we threw an enchanted plus one hammer into the up into the reactor it would get us maybe not an entire power pit but it would get us something yeah fo following uh uh, K Hall's suggestion: uh, rare candies. Yeah. 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 We'll just get rare candies. Boost so, that magic card so, up level twenty. I'm just thinking, like, if you don't have to have the extra rune work and the extra expertise to be like, I want this gauntlet to shoot fire. No, no, no. I just want this. I just want this metal orb to be magic. And maybe, like, maybe we can do that for a little bit less than it would normally cost to create stuff. Man, that would. Just I think the, the base enchantment on anything is just a hardness enchantment, right? Like a mm. plus one axe. Whatever the yeah. cheapest a thing stronger to enchant axe. would be, yeah. I mean, that's tip. That's like typically the cheapest okay. enchantment, isn't it? Um, I'm just thinking, like, Fall Rock, it would be cool to start putting points into the upgrade forge. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, we should definitely go see up. the enchanters. How about we just cast spells into the forge <laughs> we've, I think it has uh, we've talked yeah. about that before as like a temporary boost method and i'm mm -hmm. i'm totally on board with that i think it could also be cool to create some kind of like um buffer or tank where we could store unused spells and then it becomes like our nitro <laughs> so the, the tree ship charges it when it's not in use and then we have like a a five-minute window where we get four extra pips, and we can we, just go we go to out. bed every night. And we just like cast all our spells into the forge yeah. or into something. Well, yeah. Well, it's mostly like the tree ship's not always silo. using all of its pips. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So, anyways, mm -hmm. I, I just think those would be fun ideas to explore. And I'm not really in charge of like tree ship R and D for obvious reasons, but Clarock, <laughs> you've talked in the past about trying to learn how the forge works or trying to you know like tinker with it. And I'm just thinking like. Uh, I don't know if we trust these people or not. They seem cool so far, but well, maybe we could. Yeah, let, if let's... we're gonna have to, we also need to keep some spare because uh, I'm sure we're gonna have to hire a donkey. Yeah. really. Yeah. we're gonna have to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we're we're gonna make more money. True, but having some just on hold as a security, yeah, uh, that's not a bad idea. But we should definitely look around for. Uh, the, the look through what the enchanters have for sale and see if anything would make a difference for the yeah. uh the mythal. um and maybe we bring basil with us on that because he can kind of appraise item strength you can take uh, basil guess, to the antique shop too i guess uh i guess desmond can do that as well but basil might have a yeah. slightly more nuanced take 
Oh, oh, and we need to we need to buy them China. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's it. I was like, let's let's yeah. take like a hundred gold pieces and whoa, whoa. China you <laughs> unbreaking China. That's that's oh. like that's probably for the best. Oh, all right. Yes. All right. Like as long as China all the of unbreaking plus one. They just hand you rubber <laughs> plates. <laughs> I, so we're in the Dwarflands, so I would assume we could get authentic Pyrex. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> That good shit back before they started cheaping out on it. Yes. Um, All right. So I, I've been coming up with a little bit of a shopping list. So I don't, I can say that for after session if you'd prefer, but. Yeah, I, I think we're going to wrap it up here. We've been going for about an hour. Granted, the first 15 minutes or so were letters, but that's okay. That's fine. Um, they come here for that. Yes. Yeah. That's all part of the Alchemist Club. Um, it is. We can definitely talk about shopping next time, or in between if you wish, but yeah. um, that's that's where we're going to wrap up this episode. Not, you know, terribly eventful, but we, things did get done. Um, finally got rid of all those sapphires. Yeah. I've had those for a long time. <laughs> a long time. Now we can slay another Drake. Yeah. Emerald one or ruby yeah. or something. You, yeah. you gotta let's, keep the market supply. Let's go for supply. diamond this time. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, I've been Joe, your host and dungeon master for this semi-thrilling D&D adventure. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com. Um... You can find us on just about any podcast hosting platform you care to imagine. Uh, Matthew, socials, please. They're at the Alchemist underscore club on Twitter and at the Alchemist Club on TikTok. And our intrepid adventurers were Daniel playing Chad Fleet. Al playing Wedding Planner Desmond. I'm Zach and I play Fall Rock. <laughs> thanks for joining us never heard someone more disappointed to play their character (laughs) and just 